You're listening to Flipping Tables on Sunrise Robot. Find out how you can support us at sunriserobot.net slash support. Flipping Tables, episode 128, Mike's precious 8 bits of episode numbers. I'm one of your hosts, David Lyons, and joined today in Mike's absence while he is, uh, I'm going to say foolishly, foolishly uh, moving out of the state of Colorado uh, at the time of recording. He is probably driving through one of the godforsaken Plains states. Uh, All the people who live there, you're all lovely, but your states are very boring to drive through. Uh, So I'm joined... Uh, today by Susan Lyons, wife and host of Eclectic Readers Book Club podcast. Hello. I'm back. <laughs> you are back. Is this your <laughs> third appearance? Fourth? Yes, third. Third? <laughs> and, and, you know, we actually, uh, it, it, it came up in front of a listener that we were going to have uh, uh, a couple people we were considering to cover for Mike since we knew he'd be out. And you were actually asked for. Yeah? Yeah. Aw, thanks, guys. I mean, I'm, not, I'm not saying we're going to replace Mike. <laughs> I mean, he's, you know, it, was, it was his idea to begin with. But. I am a poor replacement for Mike. <laughs> I have no knowledge of technology. <laughs> no, but you, uh, you're, you're, you're the every woman. You're ah, the, you're I the, see. The audience foil. <laughs> it's, a, it's a valuable contribution. <laughs> um, and that, that's actually a fantastic uh, jumping off point because uh, we're going to spend the next, I think, three to four hours talking about pokemon go no no i have not even <laughs> touched the app i wonder how many people just like threw their phone <laughs> out the window of their car and was like no <laughs> um, now we are uh mike and i are going to talk about that next week actually we've both had a little bit more time to play around with it uh but what i want to talk to you about um is is something that came up uh because of our recent comcast yeah <sighs> yeah <laughs> And this is not a Comcast discussion, (laughs) so I hope anybody who didn't throw their phone out a minute ago, I hope they didn't also now just throw their phone out. Just FYI, I hear it more than you (laughs) listeners probably hear it, so yeah, not Comcast discussion today. I also tweet a lot about it. (laughs) Yes, you do. Uh, no, this, this is not about Comcast, but the, the thing that Comcast did that, that brought this up, uh, and put it on my mind and, and you and I were talking about it a little bit was... Uh, we recently changed our internet plan and it now includes limited cable, I guess. And, and, and for some reason that limited cable includes HBO, which is weird. They're a premium cable channel. Yeah. And we don't, we don't even get like the normal good cable channels. This is like the first 20 channels and then HBO. Oh, I haven't even checked the cable box. (laughs) Yeah. It's very strange. Uh, but we were previously paying for HBO Now, which is a separate service yes, and has a separate app and a completely different interface, because why not? And I canceled that. Give me back my $15. Game of Thrones is over for the year. See you in nine months or whatever. <laughs> um, but I know you watch a few shows on HBO. Yes. So I, I figured, well, this is a compromise. You know, we the household gets to save $15 every month but we still have access to HBO for what we were spending anyway so that you can watch stuff. I don't feel like I'm missing out because when I'm paying for it, I'm kind of like, should I watch that movie on HBO? Maybe, I don't know. Um, But this got me thinking about streaming services and subscription services and 
it's starting to feel like we are accidentally tripping ass over tea kettle back into buying cable TV packages. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, each each service has something different to offer. And and this is exactly what bundled cable was trying to solve for. Yeah. Right? You you would buy the basic cable package if you only wanted like broadcast station, you know, NBC, CBS, and then you bought the I don't know, the upgraded cable package if you wanted like Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network, obviously the stations I cared about as a kid, but also like TNT and USA and all that other stuff. And then if you wanted premium channels, you could buy them, you know, a la carte. You could buy just yes. HBO, just stars, um, or you could buy like the movie package. <laughs> <laughs> and then in, I don't know, maybe the late 90s, early 2000s, it may have been before that, but that's when I remember people buying sport packages. Yeah, that's that's been huge. Yeah. And I mean, and that's most technologists agree that is what's keeping cable alive. Yes. Right. Because nobody nobody switches to the, the cable input on their television unless it's baseball season or football season or, or, you know, hockey season or whatever. The rest of the time it's on the Chromecast input or the, the PlayStation input or whatever. And we have... Uh, I'm not going to say we're using anybody else's password because there's <laughs> there's some debate right now about whether or not that might be considered a felony. I'm pretty sure it's not going to go that way, but, you know. Uh, so we have access to, by totally legal means where yes. money is being spent, uh, HBO's service, as well as the channel, I guess, but I haven't actually turned the cable box on, so I don't know. <laughs> but we have HBO's streaming service, Netflix. Hulu Plus, um, Amazon. Amazon, yep, Amazon Prime, exactly. Uh, that's four. Am I missing any? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, so I, I consider myself someone who does not watch a lot of television. Do you think, do you feel like you watch a lot of television? Yes, I work from home. <laughs> Do you think you watch like an, an an unreasonable amount of television? No, I mean I listen to podcasts and audiobooks and music and then TV. So yeah. and yet we have four bills that could arguably <laughs> be called television services. Mhm. What's up why? What is up with that? I'm okay, so <laughs> they're different and they're the same. So I watch Hulu because they do the current TV shows that I'm interested in, but we don't have the TV channel like on our TV. So I'm never, I don't think we should ever do this, but technically you could serve that need with like a regular cable package plus a DVR. Yes. Right. Because you're talking, you don't want to go into the back catalog. You're watching current stuff, stuff that aired recently-ish. Yeah. Like... Um, I think ABC shows are a week behind after airing, or they air after a week. Yeah, I think Fox is yeah. the same thing. And then um, some other shows are like the day after. So it's current for me. But you don't go, if if you pick up a new show, do you ever lean on Hulu for that and try and go into their back catalog? Because my experience with Hulu's back catalog is that it's a dumpster fire. Because it, it depends on like their contract and what's current. So they'll only show like the last previous season but never like season one and two and so yeah it's it's really piecemeal so i usually watch hulu for current stuff 
So it's essentially a cloud DVR. Yeah. You're, you're paying for access to stuff you could have taped, ta- you know, taped yeah. off television. <laughs> Everybody uh, knows you did quotes. Yeah, the, that's my quote voice. The, it's, it's, a, it's a half repeat followed by a full repeat <laughs> and, and kind of like a guttural thing. I don't know where in my life I picked that up, but it's now just part of me. Uh, okay, so then uh, wh- what about Amazon Prime? What do you feel like you use that for? So I haven't used it in a long time. <laughs> so let's cancel it. Oh, no, wait. We want the shipping. Yes. And uh, because the service kind of sucked for a little bit, um, there was a couple shows that was only on Amazon Prime that I watched for. Um, and usually we buy our shows and movies on Amazon Prime. I'm starting to lean a little bit toward Google. That's fine. I'm just saying, <laughs> oh, we have Google. Yeah. Well, but we don't um, pay for access to content where it's yeah, a marketplace. That's true. It's yet another marketplace, but it's at least not a subscription. Um, but yeah, so that's what I used Amazon for. And before we had Netflix, that was our primary source for watching TV shows. Okay. You're right. That's true. Cause we were, we had a, a handful of old shows we were going back through mm-hmm. and then obviously Netflix, you mentioned, Mm-hmm. And, and HBO Now, I feel, or HBO Go, HBO Now, but it, subscribing to HBO, I feel like is, it's a lot clearer, right? Like if I were to ask you, what do you watch on HBO? Could you name all of the shows you watch? Right now? Yeah. Um, well, I was, you know, following Game of Thrones. I'm watching Vinyl and uh, Last Week Tonight. Right. And maybe a movie occasionally, documentary mm-hmm. ever. Yep. Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't feel like you can do what you just did count on one hand, what you get out of Amazon prime or Hulu or, or even Netflix. Those are much closer to basically a cable package where you're like, Oh, I watched this and this, and I got halfway through that. And then I fell off of it. And then I watched part of this movie, but it wasn't very good. Whereas like HBO, you pretty much like it's, it's you go into the store already knowing what you're going to buy. You buy it. Then you walk out. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, hmm, because they rotate their movies, like old movies and stuff. So I was like, oh, I wonder what they put in, you know, this time around. So then I'll go back and that's, that's how I find some old, oldies. <laughs> and so do you, do you rotate through there because you're already on HBO or is that a stop you make separate from Netflix before, after? Because I would do that exact same thing, but I would do it with Netflix no, it would be if I was like, oh, hey, I just finished watching the latest episode of Last Week Tonight, and then I'll scroll down and see what they have, and then I'll be like, oh, this movie, I love this movie. Oh, so it's, a, it's total impulse shopping, mm-hmm. where you're just like, oh, well, since I'm standing in line, I Pretty might as much. well get a candy bar. Yep. No, that's, and I mean, that's what they want, right? It's yeah. an, anything to make you stay on the site or the service longer, keep the subscription going. Yep. But this is where I'm starting to get annoyed, and and this the switch to with our Comcast thing is what put it on my mind. Is um, this is half of what I want out of the future, which is the time shifting. I think being able to watch things when I want to watch them is absolutely crucial because uh, with you know the, the kind of job I have, and we have you know two small kids, I cannot imagine. Being like, oh, well, we have to put the kids to bed an hour earlier or an hour later so we can catch 
whatever. <laughs> I, I think they just missed the show. <laughs> exactly. And, and that is the route I would have to go because I wouldn't, I, I completely missed the TiVo phase. Like you, did you ever have a TiVo? No, no, <laughs> you don't seem like the TiVo type. And because we don't pay for, uh, an expensive cable package, uh, we don't have the, the built in DVR. Right. And fast forwarding through commercials, uh, Something about like, oh, we recorded the commercials for you. I'm like, no, <laughs> you didn't perform a service there. That was like a punishment. You know, I don't really mind the commercials. I have learned to live without them. <laughs> I would just do something else, like read a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this is a side thing, but I have noticed that when I'm watching an old show, like you, you rewatched uh, Frasier. Yep. Um, I think was it before, not long before that. Did you re- rewatch Friends? I have not gone through Friends yet. You did some other serial comedy. I did, and I can't it, remember. It doesn't really. You're you're doing Buffy right now. Yep. Um, and Enterprise, Star Trek Enterprise, uh, arguably the weirdest of the Star Treks. Yeah. Man, <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> but the the thing that I notice now, um. And and I, I'm sure I do this probably at least two or three times a week, so I'm sorry, but is a, a show that was designed for television when they go to commercial and like the tense music fades up, but you're watching it on a service with no commercials and then it just fades to black and then fades right back in and the tense music like fades back in again and you kind of have like a stroke moment where you're like, why did I just relive that three seconds? Yeah. And I, I'm also noticing that several shows uh, are getting they're paying more attention to the fact that their show is going to be rewatched later on a streaming service without commercials because uh, yeah. when they you know they say like I can't believe you would do this to me dun 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 and then it goes to commercial and then in in like the 80s and 90s when it would come back from commercial they would literally just be like I can't believe you and do the whole thing verbatim yeah. again to like pull you back into the moment and now they do like a little it's they phrase it a little bit differently like like instead of you know i i can't believe you do this to me dun 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 how could you you know sleep with my boss yeah and then it's if you hear those two sentences back to back it makes sense or if you hear them separated it pulls you back into the scene you're like oh right they're fighting about you know the the husband cheated on the wife or whatever and that's a little thing that you notice when you're watching a show with no commercials. You're just like, oh my god! They like every seven minutes, they <laughs> they, they repeat a couple lines of exposition. Yeah. So that that's yeah, I kind of hate that now. Like now that I've learned to live without commercials, I notice that I'm like, this show aired in the '90s on broadcast television. Yeah, I mean, you definitely notice it, and you just. You live through it. I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> nitpick and have a podcast where I can nitpick every week. There are other things you can nitpick on. <laughs> well, and yeah, I mean, this is episode 128. We've been at this for two and a half years now. Um, but this is, I feel like we're starting to get so close to going back to Comcast is going to come back out of the, the left field and just be like, Oh, hey, you know what? We struck deals with all these providers, uh, you know, all the, all, you know, Warner Brothers and Disney and all these other companies, and we're ju- we're just going to carry all their stuff, and you can just stream it on demand. Don't don't give any money to Netflix. Don't give any money to Hulu. Just we're just going to do it all because 
there are some people, myself included, who are kind of like, why am I paying four different television bills? Even though if you stack them all up together, they're still less than I would be spending on a premium cable package. Plus, I would have the inconvenience of having to record stuff on a DVR. I can't just go into the back catalog whenever I want. Although they are starting to do some of that, like on-demand movies and, and on-demand of like uh, like high high demand shows uh. on on Comcast. But you still, I, I just I don't want that, man. Like I mean, one I, I you know you and everyone who's ever heard this knows how I feel about Comcast, but I don't really want to go back to the one bill that I pay where I'm getting access to all kinds of stuff I don't want. Yeah. Um, and I asked you where you stood on this. And, and if I recall correctly, you, you were not on the full a la carte side. I think you were somewhere in the middle. Yes. So what, what is an ideal situation to you for this? Um, <clears throat> I think I narrowed it down to, I would pay for individual shows but I wouldn't pay individual episodes. So you want to buy like all of Star Trek Enterprise or all of seasons? Like how, how atomized do you I, want? I want the whole show. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I mean, there are, there are definitely markets that do that, right? Like Amazon yeah. will, will sell you a whole show or a season mm-hmm. of a show or an individual episode. Um, and generally, and I, I know this is true on Amazon and Google Play. I assume it's true on on the iTunes Store as well. Um, if you buy a whole season all at once, or maybe even an entire show all at once, it's a little bit cheaper than if you had gone in and yeah. done a sale for each episode. The thing I find difficult about this is uh, in a position like yours, where you you're not sitting eating bonbons watching television. Nope. But the TV's on a lot and if you actually had to pay for each of the shows like if you had to pay ten dollars for each of those shows that would be expensive probably i'm telling you (laughs) i'm doing the quick mental calculus and even with just the shows you mentioned that would be well over a hundred dollars and then there are others that you've definitely tried because you were like oh this is on netflix or well see that's why like i would buy a show but i would rather watch a show once and be like, this was terrible. I never want to watch it again. <laughs> you know? No, I'm, I'm, I struggle with uh, the idea of digital ownership because I can, you know, rent a, a digital movie for $5. But if there's a fairly good chance, I'm going to like it. And it's like, well, I can spend $15, but then if I hate it or I never want to watch it again, now I own it. And that, means something can we do like a hey i'm gonna buy this for ten dollars watch it hey i hated it can i take this back and just like you give me five dollars back <laughs> like a lemon law yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, i want to say within a certain amount of time amazon might let you get away with that mm. where you can return it for credit right right so they won't give you cash sure. back but you could then buy a different show mm. I know for sure that Audible does that, which yeah. is, I mean, they were their own company that Amazon bought, yeah. but I really feel like this might extend to their their video service, I guess. I was going to say TV, but it's movies mm, and stuff yeah. too. But the the other problem I'm, I'm noticing with these different services is that uh, 
you mentioned like, I want to just buy this one show. And really the real reason we have multiple services is because we showed up for like a show or two and then we stayed for other stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I, I know you're kind of not liking it, but I do like having, you know, a service that has all these things and you pay one price and then you can like go through the gamut and watch something that seemed interesting and then you end up hating it and then you won't regret the money you wasted <laughs> spending money on a crappy show. I I guess my problem with it is not that I feel like my money is wasted. So, you know, think in like the 90s, you pay $40 a month for a cable package uh, and you you get 85 channels, but you only watch two of them. You could argue like, oh, well, you have all those other channels you're not watching. That's wasted money. But really, what you don't have is an infinite amount of time. So, you know, are you getting out of the thing, out of the service, what you wanted in terms of, of viewing hours? And then if so, do you feel like you spent a reasonable amount of money? And then if so, the rest is irrelevant, right? If there's one other channel or a thousand other channels, if you're not watching them because you're watching what you want to be watching, then it's, it's fine. My problem is that when the companies start making bigger and bigger bundles, and I'm, I'm going to vastly oversimplify this. I'm sure that the business is actually more complicated, but when they try and make bigger and bigger bundles, weird fringe stuff starts to get cut off because they need the largest, most broadly applicable homogenous package possible. Sure. Right? So uh, if you are Comcast or, uh, what was it, Bright House? Was mm -hmm. that the one we had in Florida? If you're Bright House or Time Warner Cable or whatever, uh, you want 100 channels where 99 of them are regularly watched and then oh well yeah we also carry this ridiculous channel that's only watched in this one region by this one family because they're crazy right <laughs> and they and they know the guy that produces it um but chances are you just want to watch like game of thrones and silicon valley and last week tonight and i don't when the scale goes the other way you can't say well, I was paying $80 a month for 100 million hours worth of programming that I technically had access to. So I'm going to pay you a thousandth of a cent for this one hour of programming that I watched because that's all that I wanted out of this giant pool, right? So at that, that minimum extreme, it just cannot possibly work. And yet, I really don't want to spend $300 a month on television and movies by paying each individual creator so i i don't know how we're gonna get out of this like limbo we're now stuck in where we have netflix for uh i always i know i always mix it up orange is the new black netflix or amazon that's netflix okay well one day i will somehow commit that to memory. <laughs> but you know you love orange is the new black i haven't been watching it serialized but every single episode i've ever seen is fantastic right so like we would keep Netflix probably just for that. But then there's also House of Cards, um, Daredevil, I yep. think is, is Netflix, right? Daredevil. You know, so I mean, there's good stuff there. There's stuff worth keeping Netflix as a service for. And then you also have all the movies. So if you're bored and you want to just, you know, watch an old comedy. Bob Ross. 
Bob Ross. That's, <laughs> oh, man. See, that's almost insulting because that used to be free over the airwaves from PBS. <laughs> and now they're getting licensing fees for it. Bob's spinning. You know what? He's not. He's probably fine. He's just painting happy little trees in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> happy little clouds, I guess. Yeah, there could be trees in heaven and bushes yeah. and streams. In Bob Ross's heaven, there's all of those things. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for like Hulu is the one I care about the least. And this is another one of those things that brought this to the forefront of my mind is uh, I have nothing against Trevor Noah. I like him a lot, but he happened to take over the Daily Show around the time my job changed. Yeah. And I just don't prioritize watching the Daily Show anymore. Um, I still like him. I'm still glad the show exists, but I also don't watch uh, the nightly show regularly anymore. Um, and I cannot believe it. But after basically my almost my entire life, <laughs> I have finally checked out on the Simpsons. Yeah. I'm just like, if I miss a new Simpsons, I don't really care. And I know family guy and American dad are still running, but Oh my God, like who cares? Yeah. The time has passed. Yeah. For me. <laughs> For everyone. Even <laughs> the, in an interview, Seth MacFarlane even yeah. said, like, I cannot believe this show is still on the air. Like, <laughs> But as long as you guys keep writing checks. So, you know, he's a businessman. But Hulu, Hulu, Hulu Plus, and their freaking total BS. Oh, my gosh. Plus Awful. premium. Uh, which one do we have? It's Hulu Plus because we get no commercials. Um, but, but then there are some shows where they warn you at the beginning. Well, those are mostly ABC shows where like they have to do an ad at the beginning and the end. <sighs> so it's like old time satellite. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So that, that's, that is a thing that's insulting about yeah. Hulu. Is <laughs> that's another <laughs> issue. <laughs> they're like, Oh, we're free streaming, but if you pay us no commercials, just kidding. You have to pay us more for no commercials. Also, sometimes there's still commercials. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? How much money do I have to give you for there to be no commercials? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so the, they're, Hulu I care about the least because I don't really follow... I don't follow what a cable network would consider a current show. Yes. Right? Like when House of Cards came out, I binged the bejesus out of it. Um, when uh, Orange is the New Black came out, you know, you watched it over maybe like a week or two. I think it was a week. Yeah. So so you you binged it, right? I mean, pretty fast. Game of Thrones, I did, you know... Once a week. Once a week, but on HBO Go, and I assume... Or on HBO Now, and I assume on HBO Go, you could watch it right after it came yeah. out. So, because they released late on Sunday night, I was like, well, this kind of already fits my TV watching schedule. So I was able to watch those very close to, mm -hmm. you know, what would be considered live, I guess. Um, but that's a rare exception, and it's a coincidence. I would be watching it at that time, whether it had just aired or not. <laughs> Um, but with Hulu, I'm like, eh, what am I going to watch? Nothing. I don't care. The Flash. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're right. The Flash is good, but like, I'm not going to go pay for Hulu just to watch The Flash. Yeah. Can I, can I watch The Flash for free with commercials? Yes. See, that I think is fine. Not anymore. I think that's, I, I think... They're only showing like the last two episodes or something. It's it expired basically. the The current shows expire after like a few weeks or a few months. <sighs> yeah. See, and this this is almost definitely tied to the ad model. Yes. Oh, be yes. Because as 
an advertiser, I don't want stale ads running over and over for promotions that may no longer be going on or for, you know, deals that don't exist anymore or whatever. So I, I don't, I don't want to pay Hulu once or pay ABC once and then have that ad just run and run and run and run. Um, but at the same time, like I said, at the top of this topic, the time shifting is what matters to me more than than anything else, right? Barring a reasonable, what what we consider to be a reasonable amount of money. Like, I'm not going to spend a million dollars just to time shift stuff, but I'm going to spend, I don't know what we spend on TV every month, probably 80 or 90, you know, including internet and yeah. plus the, the services we have. Um, so yeah, probably actually closer to just over 100, um, pl- you know, including network, which we use to get these things. So it's like kind of, but this is... Uh, this is where Hulu completely falls flat to me <laughs> is I'll watch the commercials. I don't like it. You know, I'd rather not than have, but, but I'll, I'll put up with the commercials, but I, you know, if I show up two weeks later, they're going to tell me like, Oh, sorry, bra. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. I, I won't. <laughs> that, that makes me not want to get invested in a show that's only on Hulu because then I'm back to being on their schedule. Yeah. Granted, it's a more flexible schedule compared to you have to watch it live. Otherwise, you missed it. Yes. But it's it's an arbitrary. That was a restriction based on like the physics and technology available. This is a restriction based on them being like, mm, <laughs> we don't like you and your new millennial business models. <laughs> Advertisements are the way. Oh, it's awful. And then I guess uh, Amazon Prime is sort of the odd duck because, like, we watch stuff on Amazon because we have it. Yeah, I mean, because we have Prime, it just comes with it. But is there anything on there that you would be like, hey, we should pay for this? On Amazon? Yeah, on their video service that's only on their video service. That we have to pay for? I mean, like, if it didn't come with the free shipping oh. and it was just like, oh, you have to pay for Amazon Video, do they have any content where you would be like, yeah, let's pay for this? Oh, um, no, I think for a while they were the only ones who had uh, The Last Airbender and Korra. That would be the cartoon, The Last Airbender, <laughs> not the god-awful yes, no. M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> not the, movie. Not not the movie. Um but I, I don't think so. I know they have original content, but it ha- nothing's really grasped me. I've had Men in the High Castle on our to-watch list for, <laughs> I don't know, six months. You haven't watched it yet? I haven't watched a single episode. Okay. I hear it's great. <laughs> okay. And uh, they've done some other original shows that I think won some awards, but there's only so many hours. I think... Also, one of the reasons why I stopped using Amazon Prime was because we got a Chromecast. Mm. And Prime doesn't work on the Chromecast. Nope. To be fair, both of our TVs have PlayStations connected to them. No, but but it's really, really simple to just hit the app on my phone. (laughs) Path of least resistance. Yes. Yeah. And especially, it's not like you're, by watching something on Netflix or or on, uh, you know, that we've purchased on Google Play, you're not settling. Like, it's still stuff you want to watch. And the aforementioned limited amount of time to watch television. And and even for you, like, you, uh, I know you gave House Cards a try. It breaks my heart that you didn't love it. I understand. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But if you tried to watch that in the background while you were working or doing chores or something... Like that, you can't. Oh, you know, no. 
it's like Breaking Bad. Like you mm-hmm. need to sit and watch and listen closely. There's nuance in the sound. There's little gestures in the the characters' actions. Oh yeah, I always pick and choose what I actually like watch and what I watch while I'm working. Right. So even with your extended amount of of time you have to consume video content, uh, you still are restricted in some ways because watching American Ninja Warrior while you eat lunch at your desk is really different than saying like, oh yeah, I watched Game of Thrones. And it's like, did you, <laughs> wait, no, like, did you actually watch it? Like it was on and you were nearby or like you saw it. <laughs> yes, I watched it. Yes, you did. No, Cause you're not a fool. <laughs> um, but this, I, I don't, I, I would love to wrap up this, this part of the discussion by saying like, and here's how we're going to fix this. But I really, I don't, it's too big. I mean, it's just like any other big infrastructure. Like, how can you really solve this problem unless you break it down and start from the ground up? Yeah. Nobody wants to take the time to do it. Or can get the content producers to get their heads out of their asses. And, that too. I mean, for for anything that I'm expecting to watch more than once, I am absolutely happy to spend money to own or, you know, have recurring access to a thing. Like, uh, um, the Lord of the Rings DVDs are a perfect example. Like, I mean, you know, those were purchased in an era before streaming was common, but if those movies came out today and they had the special features, I'd be like, no, we're going to go to the store and we're going to buy those movies (laughs) because I want to be able to watch them whenever I want at a moment's notice. Pretty much. Um, but uh, as much as I love uh, House of Cards, like I think it's one of the greatest television shows I've ever seen. Probably never going to watch it again. Yeah, there's some good ones. I just I don't see myself watching again. Um, like the one I'm watching now, Vinyl. It's really good. I don't think I'll watch it again. And there's, I think, that kind of mentality where it's like, yeah, I could watch this again because it's on the streaming service that I, I have a subscription to, but... If it went away, I wouldn't be brokenhearted is very different than like I took the time to go to the store or let's be honest, to order on Amazon (laughs) this little plastic coaster that now takes up shelf space in my house. Like those are very different commitments, even though you're spending roughly the same amount of money and and a very similar amount of time commitment. Right. You're you're emotionally buying into a very different thing. Yes. Yes. So I think for now, as long as the content creators have their heads up their aforementioned asses. Ooh, is that my second or third use of aforementioned? Let's see if we can get up to a baker's dozen. <laughs> um, we're going to be kind of at their mercy because if somehow, let's imagine in some darkest timeline, Game of Thrones left HBO and you had to pay for it separately... Well, of course we're going to pay for it, right? Because <laughs> we're this far into it. Yep. We have to see how it ends. But I would still want to pay for HBO because I love Silicon Valley. Yeah. You know, you, you watch uh, Last Week Tonight. Yep. Um, they're, they're, I've seen a couple documentaries and things that I watched because Same. we have it, you know. Also, they now have Sesame Street. They, which is so weird. <laughs> just, that's right up there with Bob Ross being on Netflix. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> Except they're still making new Sesame Street. Yes. Yeah. They got to make money to make good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wish we did it like the UK, where it's like BBC type. Yeah, because they're funded, like they have dedicated funding. Yeah. Um, 
which is kind of how PBS works, except we give them substantially less money and they have substantially less freedom. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know how we're... We will eventually, and by we, I mean the royal we here, collectively, we as consumers will have to eventually say, I'm drawing the line at this number of services or this amount of money because if Game of Thrones went left and Silicon Valley went right, I would very much desire to pay for both of them so that I could continue to watch them. But if that doubled or tripled the amount I was spending on just HBO to watch both of those shows, that would probably give me pause. Yeah, I mean, with the current way things are, I would be okay with paying for specific channels. Which is, in the era of streaming services, is weird, right? Yeah. Because you're paying for HBO, which you're like, because HBO used to be a television channel, well, it still is a television channel, you have an idea of what HBO is and what it will contain. Right. But would you consider, like, Netflix a channel? It's, it's too big. There's too much. And it's it's got too tight of an association with movies of of varying vintage, right? HBO used to be the home box office. Yeah, I mean, I kind of view Netflix like Boomerang. Like Cartoon Network's spinoff channel Boomerang? Yeah, because it showed a bunch of old stuff. <laughs> you yeah. know? No, I, I'm... I I had to make sure we were on the same page there, but no, I'm totally with you. Like Turner Classic Movies, you know. Nick at night. Yeah. yeah. Like just it shows the old stuff just at a hugely exponentially hugely <laughs> bigger scale. Plus a couple of random really fantastic new properties that they created. Well, a channel eventually does that. They always come up with their Although I don't think Turner Classic Movie does that. I think they honest to god just show old movies. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. Turner also owns like 15 different channels. It's yeah. not like he needs to double up. Yeah, but I mean, look at Cartoon Network. They're like showing live action shows and things like that now. I remember when they started doing that. Yeah. That was like the it's... first time I saw a commercial with real people <laughs> in it as a kid. I was like, what? <laughs> my yeah. TV broken? It's a little wrong. <laughs> and how bad did you feel when you were flipping through channels late one night and you saw that the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was on Nick at Night? Ugh. Yeah, and friends. Yeah, I was going to say friends. Yeah, that <laughs> that upset me. Because when I was watching Nick at Night in the 90s, they were showing shows from the 60s and 70s. Then all of a sudden in the early 2000s, they were like, ah, forget anything that came out in the 80s. Like, where was like Knight Rider? <laughs> like, why didn't, they, why didn't Nick at Night go through like an 80s phase? Why'd they just jump right to the 90s? It's just content come, moves so quickly now because of the digital age and everyone being connected. Like all of a sudden things from 10 years ago is all of a sudden a classic. It's like everything is pushed up. VH1 did try and do I yes, love the 2000s did. during the 2000s. Yeah, that was stupid. That was pretty weird. <laughs> that, was a, that was a shark jumping moment. <laughs> um, so I, I guess all I can say as a wrap up to this is uh, we're just going to have to keep an eye on the bill. Yep. Right? Because I know our lives do not facilitate us becoming couch potatoes. 
So no. we're not going to accidentally become people who do nothing but watch TV, right? You just, with two small children and, and full-time jobs, that can't happen by accident. We would have to willfully blow off hobbies and friends and, and let the house go into disrepair, right? Uh, and that, that's just not going to happen. But I can very much imagine the bill creeping up where, you know, six months from now, it's $10 higher. And then 18 months later, it's $20 higher. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we watch the same amount of television, but we're spending three times as much as we were two years ago. Oh, because they're hiking up their rates? Because we have to add yet another service okay. for just one more show or two right. more shows. Yeah, that's hard with the kid kids because, you know, they got that one thing and it's like, Oh my well. god. No, you're this is tragic because you're now making me realize that we will probably end up at some point with like a streaming service for our kids. Probably. Right? Because, I mean, like, Netflix has lots of stuff for kids, and I don't know about Hulu, but, you know, Amazon has lots of stuff for kids. HBO has maybe some old kids' movies. They do. They have, know? like, a little kids' playlist run down. It's, it's just a matter of time before some executive at Comcast listens to this episode <laughs> and is like, wait a minute, we should have, you know, the, the Florgan Florgan streaming service that's just all the kids' stuff. We'll use our market dominance to get content deals with, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> this is going to be another $10 we have to spend. Well, because most of the kids' stuff actually overlap a lot um, between the services. That's true. We, we've been lucky. I mean, granted, we have a toddler and an infant, but we've been very lucky so far. Yeah. And I feel like we've bought more things for kids so that we would have access to it than we buy for ourselves. Yes. Damn kids. <laughs> All right. So I want to make sure we have some time to talk about, I, I did want to talk about music a little bit, but I think we can pretty much do this in one sentence. Um, do you care about streaming music? No. Good talk. So, <laughs> uh, I'm kind of with you. Like I would happily just listen to the radio or nothing because. No, I love music, but I mean, I, I like to buy my music. Well, the, yes, this is the problem is I want to listen to specific things. Yeah. And it's a small enough amount, right? Yeah. That unlike having access to the whole Netflix library, I don't need access to all music ever written. Yeah. And sometimes whatever service doesn't have what I want most of the time. Well, so. particularly for you. Yeah. Your wacky tastes. <laughs> They're not wacky. African drum music. Actually, I'll Listen, bet, Lion King is wonderful. I'll bet most streaming services do have African drum music. Probably. Under the world section. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I, I think you and I are... There's not a lot of discussion to be had here. Music is like, okay. it's The current services are meeting our needs, and our needs are broad enough that they could change a lot without causing a lot of grief. Yeah, I don't have to pay for subscription. Yeah. Um, we do have Google Play Music, which I'm fairly positive you use exactly none. I haven't used none of Google services. Yeah. I mean, you have it because I know. you're in my family. <laughs> but that, that shows exactly how high this is on your priority list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what I, I, I want to know your opinion about the most as subscription services go uh, is books. Okay. So... You run a book podcast here yes. on Sunrise Robot. Yes. SunriseRobot.net slash Eclectic Readers. <laughs> Check it out. Um, you're in 
three book clubs? I'm taking a hiatus on one, so I'm in two. Oh, just two? Yes. Okay. And do you plan on going back to the other one? I would like to, yes. Okay, so <laughs> so you're, you're in two and a half book clubs. <laughs> um, plus, I assume you do some reading that's not assigned to you by others. Yeah. Right? So how many, at any given time, like on any random day, if I pointed to you and said, how many books are you reading right now? The answer would be... Oh, right now it's two. You said that like... But normally it's three. Oh, well, no. Right now I have a long-term book, so I'm reading three. Okay. <laughs> and I know, you know, you have a Kindle. Yes. So I know you buy a lot of your books on Kindle, um, but you also uh, use checkout services from the, we have great libraries in oh, Colorado. Yep. Um, you also get actual physical books because it's important to have things in the house that rodents want to eat. Listen, <laughs> you... <laughs> I'm saying, I've been really good. I'm saying, I don't think they eat Blu-rays. <laughs> um, but the only book subscription service, not counting libraries, please nobody tell me that a library is a kind of book subscription service. I understand tax dollars and everything. <laughs> uh, but the only book subscription service that I've ever been familiar with or heard of even at all is Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. Which I thought for sure I was going to be that would be like an automatic thing I could buy you for birthdays and anniversaries <laughs> and Christmases for, you know, ad infinitum. And you are completely lukewarm on it. Yes. Well, but there's Audible for audiobooks and they're fat and they're fantastic. That's true. But Audible's another odd duck because even though you're paying for a subscription, you own whatever you get. Yeah. So if you turn the true. subscription off, you don't actually lose access to anything. Yeah. It's, they're kind of... I don't know what you would call that business model. It's a subscription because they want to keep getting money out of you, but you are still just buying. You're literally giving them money and getting exactly that amount of stuff in return. Is it like those buy four DVDs for a dollar and <laughs> those kinds of subscriptions, but uh, not as like, yeah, I mean, a little bit price gougy. Like they, they want the money to come out of your account automatically so that even if you're not using the service, they're still getting money. Yeah. But the difference is from like, if you don't watch Netflix for a month, you spend $9 and you got nothing out of it. Mm -hmm. If you don't buy an audible book, your credit rolls over. Yeah. Like that's you lose true. nothing by that's not true. using your audible subscription unless you like die and never <laughs> use it. But assuming you use it at some point, you, nothing is, is ultimately lost to you. So they're, I kind of like that business model, but it's also a little weird and it doesn't really work at scale. No, but um, I love Audible. Anyways. I do. You have a subscription right now, don't you? It was birthday presents. So they yeah. don't really count it as a subscription. No, but I mean, you have a, a few months, so you'll get a few yep. books. Yep. Um, but, but Kindle Unlimited, like why, why are you so lukewarm on There's it? There's nothing that I want <laughs> <laughs> to read. I, one, I found one book that I would have been interested in reading and like I already owned it or something or I borrowed it from the library. You, I mean, the the title of the book club and the podcast that the is, is based on the book club is Eclectic Readers. Yes. You read all manner of things. Yep. So what is Kindle Unlimited delivering that it is still somehow not appealing to you? It's mostly, I believe, like small publishers and small authors that self-publish is what I'm finding. Because all the popular stuff that I'm reading, it's not available. 
I, so, so if you want like a bestseller, yeah, it's probably not in there. Probably not. I know there are some, but it's not a lot. It's yeah, it's really frustrating. How do they do on classics? Like, say I wanted to read uh, like Dracula or Frankenstein or or even something more recent like uh, 1984. Are those kinds of books in there? Well, in terms of classics, they're free. Okay, yeah, so not like Frankenstein, more so like, like 1984. Yeah, I own some, a lot of those because yeah. they're free. Not a public domain <laughs> classic, I guess. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know because I didn't, after like trying 10 times for books I was interested in, I just stopped looking. Um, but I don't think so because those are usually fairly cheap. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, oh, it's $5? Well, I'm just going to buy it then. Right, right. Yeah, because if, 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 even if you never read Fahrenheit 451 again, you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, five bucks. Pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, if you, with a subscription, there's always the risk that you're going to forget to cancel the subscription. Yeah. So if you if there were two $5 books you wanted to read, you could say, oh, well, I'll just read uh, both of these books this month for nine ninety nine on Kindle Unlimited, and that's how I'll I'll save myself the money in case there's something else I want to read. Yeah. But then you forget to cancel, you get billed another $10, and then you're stuck for another month. Which is also another problem. Like, sometimes, you know, I only read a book. You know, one book that I want on Unlimited. So it's like $10. And, yeah, for that one book. Yeah, or that poor person who, you know, does read two books in a month. Maybe it takes them a month and a half to read two books. Yeah, I mean, to me, a book subscription, like me personally would not be super advantageous because one, I don't get to do a lot of leisure reading. It's just not a hobby that I prioritize because uh, I have to do so much reading for work and for my other hobbies. And two, I'm a really slow read. <laughs> like libraries kind of give me agita because it's like, <laughs> oh, here's this book that you really want to pour over, but uh, it's got to, you know, tap in the, the watch. Like, oh, it's got to be back. I'm like, ah. <laughs> TikTok asshole. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just halfway through the prologue. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe if I, I can't say if I read more, I'd read faster because all I do is read. Like I'm just, I'm reading articles and books and things all the time. I'm just a slow reader. Yeah. Some people just read slowly. Like that's fine. It's just not, I don't think a monthly subscription is really conducive to that. But I mean, I guess they were following the, um, blockbuster rent a video game model. Oh Yeah. You know, yeah, it's exactly like that. So, blick, yeah, <laughs> just kind of a rip off. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst part of being an RPG player as a kid. Yeah, renting a game <laughs> from Blockbuster was a terrible way to spend money. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to sink 50 hours into this and it's due back in four days. So, <laughs> I'm too sick to go to school. <laughs> I gotta play this game. Yeah, I gotta beat Final Fantasy VI again. Yeah, I mean they do audiobooks too, but I think it's the same problem. Just not a lot of ones that I'm interested in. Wait, so Kindle Unlimited also? I think they do both. Is it through Audible? I don't think so. That's confusing. Yeah, it's weird. So. Let's say the library that's available in Kindle Unlimited didn't change, but you could get it for $5 a month. Um, if I had more time. 
that it, that it might be tempting. Yeah, because then like I'll take the time to peruse, see what interests me, and you know it won't take me an eternity to read a book like it does right now. <laughs> then yeah, five dollars would be worth it. So th- there is a price point where you're like, well, if I don't read anything I like, it's okay. Because I only spent X amount of dollars. Yeah, that's why I'm always angry when I have to spend more than $10 on an ebook. <laughs> Stupid. It is. Uh, when you pull distribution out of the business <laughs> expenses, it is hard to price an object, right? Yeah. Because you don't have an object, you have bits. Yeah. Which is fine. I'll pay $10. Like, that's fine. But I feel like when it goes over $10 and it's only a $2, $1 difference between the actual book. Then I have issues. I appreciate you taking the hit, not filling the house with mouse food. <laughs> Mainly because we have nowhere to put them. If yeah. we had like a giant, uh, you know, Beauty and the Beast library, oh, I'd be like, yeah, we live in dream. a castle. Fill that <laughs> wing up with books. But we don't. No. Yeah. This makes me sad. Sorry. If I, win, <laughs> if I win the lottery, that's high on my list. Of, I don't play the lottery, but if I win somehow, that's high on my list of things to give you. So this, I, I find this book thing so so interesting because I I'm never satisfied with the amount of uh, ebooks and audiobooks that are available through a public libraries like OverDrive service. Mm. I, I never feel like it's enough, and the Audible subscription is just pricey enough that I don't feel like I would get enough out of it. Right, like there are tons of books I'd love to listen to, but I also listen to a bunch of podcasts, which happen to be free. So it's hard to say, like, well, would I get that much more out of the books that it's worth spending the money versus the free podcast that I very much enjoy? Again, well, don't feel like I'm settling. When Stephen Fry reads you the book, well, <laughs> Stephen Fry should also do a podcast. <laughs> I should see if he has any podcasts because I would love to listen to him talk more. Or Patrick Stewart reading you a book. Also good. <laughs> See, it's not that there are no good ones. It's just that $15 a month is a lot. Especially, this, see, this is the problem. It's like $15 a month for Audible for their lowest tier one book a month. Whereas we spend, you know, $10 a month on Netflix and we can watch anything. Do- yeah, dozens of hours yeah. of stuff. Especially when you split it up between what I watch, what you watch, and what, you know, we let the kids watch. We're getting a lot of value out of that $10. Yep. Um, and it, it's just hard, even though they're totally unrelated and they shouldn't be directly compared, putting that side by side with Audible, it's like, oh, that's 15 bucks. Do I really need to spend 15 bucks? Although we did just cancel HBO Now. Maybe yes. we can just repurpose that $15 directly into Audible and yeah. not save any money. <laughs> <laughs> Responsible. <laughs> um, but I, I got off track there. Uh, I don't feel like what libraries provide is, is particularly excellent, um, which I'm sure is not their fault, right? No. This is It's a publisher nonsense thing, um, which is the same problem with music, which is the same problem with television shows and movies. Um, but what's Amazon's excuse? Like, why isn't there more stuff in the Kindle library? Do they, in the, the Kindle Unlimited library, do they, of all companies, really not have the the market leverage to say, put your best sellers in there? Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it would be really nice, but I feel like they created Unlimited to be like a compromise between buying all the books and a library. 
So, like, hey, you can read these books for the subscription. So it's kind of like a library, but you don't have to buy all the books. It, it's a half measure. Yeah. It's a weird half step. Because they've been trying, sort of, with what power they have to, like, make it make books more accessible like they should be. Like, lending a book to somebody. Yeah. And we have the family library, which actually works great. That's great. That is so fantastic. Yeah, that that's actually... I know Apple does some of this stuff pretty well with certain... And it's, it's frustrating because it's different even within one ecosystem from media type to media type. You know, book sharing on Apple's platform works differently than like movie sharing works differently than, you know, music sharing. And, and this is very... It's all stupid laws and legal licensing and all this nonsense, but... Uh, Amazon has kind of become my my table stakes of family sharing because when I turn my Kindle on, any book you've purchased, any Audible book you've purchased, I can see, and anything I've purchased, you can see, and that's just it. It's exactly like if we had a big shelf in the house <laughs> with books on it, some of which you bought and some of which I bought, and I could walk up and grab a book that you bought. Like, that's how that should work. Yeah, And they actually have, like, a, an option. Be like, do you want this to be private? You hit check if you don't want anybody else to see what book you bought. That's true, which uh, I think for most families is probably primarily useful for, like, I don't want my kids to read yeah. Catcher in the Rye just yet. Yeah, and I mean, it's just like having a little personal bookshelf in your room. Right. Well, and I mean, the, the, the obvious joke is like, I don't want my spouse to know I'm reading, <laughs> insert hilarious, you know, I don't want my spouse to know I'm reading Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey or that I bought the Karma Sutra or, you know, whatever. They're, these are really bad, like, Saturday morning cartoon jokes. But the, <laughs> but there are definitely things you might buy as an adult that you don't want your young children, especially yeah. in an age where most young children have iPads and Kindles and things, right? So that's I, I get that. And then, you know, maybe you really just don't want your spouse to know you're reading Twilight. Like, that's also fine. Um, but I, I don't see the Kindle Unlimited Library half-measure being successful when it is owned by the same company that makes a direct and predictable percentage off of book sales. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're Amazon and you sell, I mean, what, what is, if I went into a, a borders, <laughs> if I went into a, <laughs> a books a million, are they still around? I think so. If I went into a books a million and said, Oh my God, you guys are still open. And then ask them where the, the latest Stephen King novel was, the one he just released that week. How much could I expect to pay for that book? It's hardback, so over $20, 25 Yeah, I was, I was going to say $29.99, yeah. but like $24.99, Depending on the thickness of the book. Yeah, yeah, because you pay by the inch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why War and Peace is <laughs> such a moneymaker. <laughs> but, you know, whereas on uh, a Kindle book, it's it's like nine ninety nine, right? Should be generally maybe eleven or twelve ninety nine, but not thirty dollars. Yeah, right. Um, so if 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 I'm Amazon and I know I'm gonna get twenty percent of that sale, right? I'm going to make two bucks when that book is sold. Period. Millions of copies of that book are going to be sold, and I'm going to make two bucks on every single one of them. I don't really have a whole lot of incentive to put that in the Kindle Unlimited library where yeah. I will now make fractions of a cent. Right. 
This, yep. this seems like they've they put the idea, this great idea of like, what if there was a super robust public library system that everyone in the world had access to? And then they were like, oh, but it's not going to have any good books because that'll cut into our sales. We didn't think this through. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they could be. I mean, like I said, it's mostly like self-publishers or smaller publishing companies and and whatnot and some major ones, but, you know, none that I was interested in. So why would I continue looking through it? Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, what's the old joke about like the sign in front of the diner? It's like you you come for the steak, but you stay uh, for the pie yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you are, if you have to click the buy now on a Kindle Unlimited subscription, and it's not obvious in your mind what the first book you're going to read is, like, why are you going to buy it? Nope. I, I'm, I'm kind of as I'm muddling through this, I'm sort of wondering if most people who have Kindle Unlimited subscriptions either one, have them because they just subscribed everything because they just have the disposable income or two, they got it as a gift. That's true. Because you, you know, or, or anyone who reads a lot, I could imagine someone being like, oh, hey, I'm going to give you six months of Kindle Unlimited as a birthday present or whatever. Um, but you as a reader wouldn't say, I'm going to subscribe to this thing, even though I don't know what I'm going to use it for. Yep. Like you wouldn't, you just wouldn't do that. No, because that $10 can go to a different book. Sure. I mean, <laughs> even like when you buy Netflix, you probably have an idea in mind, even back in the day, like when you subscribed to Netflix, you knew what the first DVD you were going to ask them to send you was. Yeah. Right. You already knew, because didn't you have to give them like a list? Yeah, you had like a wish list if they didn't have all the DVDs in the warehouse. If, right. or if they're all out, then you had like to go, they go down the list. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, most people probably signed up for Netflix already thinking like, oh, these are the 10 movies that I've been meaning to watch. Yeah. Right. Uh, Blockbuster and, and I don't know, Hollywood video, I guess. <laughs> any, any video <laughs> store. Just reaching back there. Were, were they nationwide? Or did, Hollywood video? Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, they were all over Florida, but anyway, any any video store or library or bookstore, you might go in and just peruse, but it's because the cost of window shopping is time, not money. Right. Right? If you had to pay $10 just to know what Netflix carried, eh, I don't I don't know, like that would probably keep a lot of people from subscribing. I mean, people are always wary once money is concerned and so with, with kindle unlimited or any any sir i can't imagine any other company trying something like this not right now no um but but with kindle unlimited or any similar service i don't know how you're going to get someone through the door unless you can say to them oh hey uh next month when that new stephen king novel comes out or the next you know whatever 80 shades of gray, whatever, (laughs) like when, whenever that book you're looking forward to comes out, it will be part of this subscription service. You know, like Deadpool is not yet on Netflix, but I know if I'm patient enough, it'll end up there eventually. Yeah. Right. Like we're probably going to end up buying that because I think we'll probably, that'll be like a movie we'll toss on, (laughs) you know, on like a board Saturday evening or something. But, but I know that if I just wanted to watch it and I just waited long enough, it would show up. How long do you have to wait on Kindle Unlimited before that that kind of thing happens? And right now, it seems like it's it's just not happening. Yeah, 
I mean, I don't know how they decide that if like once a book is published, then it's like, hey, this is on Kindle Unlimited or if it has to be published for a little while or on in their store a little while before they put it on Unlimited. Like, I have no idea how they decided that. And and there may even be licensing conflicts in addition to their own business conflicts, mm-hmm. right? So Amazon is, is beset on multiple sides on whether or not they would add a book to that service. So the publisher may be like, yeah, go ahead. And they're like, no, it's still selling. Yeah. We're still getting a predictable revenue stream off of it. We're not right. going to essentially make it free. Right. So, yeah, this is... Oh, this is uh, has been a depressing episode. <laughs> Music streaming services still kind of suck. Didn't really have anything to contribute there. <laughs> Book streaming services and subscription services are not yet coming into their own, and we're like seconds away from being back to big cable packages for for TV and movies. This is terrible. It works ish. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> it's it's. I guess it's just like all other technology. Under scrutiny, you can see that it's actually just duct tape and bubble gum, and we don't know why anything works. And yeah, you you said it earlier. You know, if we were somehow able to break these services down into their atoms and rebuild them, we would obviously not recreate them as they are. But that's never going to happen. So how do we get from from where we are to someplace better? And uh, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're just slaves to the higher-ups of TV. (laughs) (laughs) So, show title for this episode. We're all consumer whores. (laughs) Yep. So before we do the uh, the the outro here, um, anything you want to pimp? I know you have a podcast that I think got mentioned. Don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally lost your grip on reality. Uh, yes, the Eclectic Readers podcast. Um, we what what day is today? Today's oh, the, yes. the like the day of the month. Today's it's the sixteenth. Okay. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. tell me about it. Um, so yeah, our next episode will be released in August. Um. So that'll be exciting. Oh, Looking wait, wait. Can I can I can I scoop you guys? Yes. Okay, don't don't you have a special in, in between her? Yes. <laughs> but you're just going to have to wait for more news. <laughs> but we do have um something special coming up. So just keep your ears out for that. See, so that's why they should subscribe, right? Exactly. Cuz then as soon as a new episode gets added, even if it's by surprise, in the surprise. middle of a month, surprise episode, yep. then they'll get it. Where can they find it? On Sunrise Robot. You have no idea. You don't know where you work. <laughs> you don't know where you are. You don't know what we're talking about. Come on. What's the URL for your show? <laughs> SunriseRobot.net slash Eclectic Readers. Woo. Yeah. I should probably, you know, for all the other shows, I didn't consider doing like short codes like slash ER slash FT. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, if I could see the data, people probably mistype eclectic readers. Eclectic is not a normal word people use a lot. This is, uh, I'm, I'm just realizing, this is an excellent uh, elitist gateway 
into how good of a reader someone has to be. Like, oh, <laughs> how do you spell eclectic? You, you, you can't type eclectic. I'm sorry. We don't. We're not interested in your ears listening to our words. <laughs> There's a bookstore, famous bookstore in New York called The Strand, and they uh, have potential employees take a book quiz. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had to answer some questions about movies when I got hired at Blockbuster, but thinking back, that may have just been the manager quizzing me for like his own I Probably. Giggles. I did not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he may have just been curious about how yeah. much I that, knew. That was, I didn't do that. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah. So I think... The show notes for this episode may actually have broken our previous show, just show notes records ever because we had no show notes going in, right? Yeah. This was all uh, yeah. no links. There's nowhere to send anybody. Um, but I think I might throw in a few of these streaming services, just like pat it out a little. Uh, but what you can find in there, what's always in there is a link to our Reddit community. Uh, so if you want to... Uh, reach out to me and Susan. You can find me on Twitter at Lines and Beta. And Susan, you are? I'm at Ruri Kaicho. That's R-U-R-I underscore K-A-I-C-H-O-U. Which there's a link to on the slash eclectic readers under the hosts. Because if you're like me, you still don't know how to spell that. (laughs) Thank God for autocomplete on Twitter. (laughs) Uh, but you can find both of us, and you can find uh, Mike, our, our regular co-host, at PseudoMichael, S-U-D-O Michael on Twitter. Um, but our Reddit community, uh, we relaunched for Flipping Tables, uh, I don't know, maybe half dozen or so episodes ago. Um, and it's been picking up steam. The conversation there is nice because it's an actual conversation instead of just the kind of shouting back and forth you get on Twitter. <laughs> so I've been enjoying that. There's a link to that. It's just uh, reddit.com slash r slash Flipping Tables, and that's in the show notes. If you want to do something a little bit more direct to support us, you can uh, subscribe and leave us ratings and reviews in iTunes. Uh, everybody hates iTunes. I hate iTunes. Susan, you still hate iTunes? I haven't used it in years. So that's that's neglect. That's <laughs> The opposite of love is not hate. It's neglect. So I'm actually closer to liking iTunes than you are. Um, it's, it's still terrible. Don't, don't even, it's a dumpster fire. Don't go in there. Um, but if you do go in there and you leave us rating and review, that helps the show come up in search results. That helps other people find it. People who may not have your fantastic taste and, uh, and are not just, I don't know, blindly searching the web for new podcasts. Uh, and then if you really want to go the direct route, you can back us on Patreon, patreon.com slash sunrise robot. And depending on the level you support us at, You can get your name shouted out at the end of this show or all the shows on Sunrise Robot. So with that, I want to give a special thanks to Matt Mariner, Sean Byrne, Benji Robinson, Subscribe Now Cunningham, Carolyn Kraut, Cliff Lyons, Ido Abramovich, Justin Edwards, and Joan Edwards. We love you all so much. We could not do this without you. Sidebar, I'll have David put (laughs) show notes and links (laughs) to the Eclectic Readers Goodreads page Yay. where we have all our book discussions. Come and join us. It has all the books that we've read through the years and have uh, discussed on the podcast. See, you're just not used to doing enough self-promotion, but you got <laughs> it in there before the deadline. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.